can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. What skincare did you use this morning? Because we don't have anything else to talk about. So (laughs) it's just what's on our faces. I absolutely love that idea. Okay, so this morning, what did I use this morning? I used SkinCeuticals Floritin CF. Then I used Aspect Extreme B and then I used Aspect Hydrating Serum. Nice. And then I used the Beauty Pacific Oil-Free Moisturizer mixed with this new oil, but we this brand hasn't launched yet. So I'll just keep... Can you tell me what it is now and Matthew can bleep it out? Yeah, it's... Oh. That's actually genuinely what I used. Um, and actually what happened was the the moisturizer. What what did I say I used for the moisturizer? The Beauty Pacific. Oh God, I've lost it. Um the Beauty <laughs> Pacific actually ran out today. So oh, that was my last pump. Shame. Oh, this is a shout out to them to send you a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Beauty Pacific. I need a new moisturizer. <laughs> what did you use? So this morning I did you know what I've been doing because I'm trying to avoid that mask knee situation. So I'm not putting any skincare on when I go out for my walk in the morning because I'm not even in the sun and I'm like, whatever, I need the vitamin D. I'm gone for 15 minutes. So I just do a lap around the block in the morning. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that's like such risk-taking behavior, not putting the sunscreen on when I'm like stepping outside. So early in the morning though. It's so early. And also it's the middle of winter here and I'm like, is the UV above like zero? Probably not. Anyway, that's naughty of me. But I've been going around the block because I don't want anything on my skin because I find when I've got something on my skin, my face gets much hotter and I feel that it's like moist and humid under there. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you need an oil-free moisturizer. Well, I've been coming home and then cleansing my face again Yes, and then putting my skincare on. So I had already cleansed my face and then I came home, did a bioderma swipe over my face and Mm. then I put the Alpha H vitamin C on. And then mm-hmm. I followed that with the Societe Vitamin D, which is new. Yes. And that's like I had never heard of a vitamin D serum before, but this is like apparently no. going to be the next big thing. So Societe's Vitamin D. And then I did the Innisfree Green Tea Probiotic Cream. I don't actually even know if that's on site yet, but it's coming. Um, that's a really nice moisturizer. And then I did my sunscreen, even though I'll probably be indoors the whole day. But I sit at a window, as you know, from our Zoom calls. So um, I need the sun protection and that's what I put on my face. Nice. I really liked you really caught me off guard there and I was like, what? What did I use? But I yeah. think we both use vitamin C. I, I'm vitamin C yes, every morning. Same. Yeah. I, also, I just have so many nice vitamin Cs, so I often rotate them. Yeah. And I actually have been on, you know, since our interview with Brooke about vitamin C, I've been using that Societe Triple C. Ah. And it is really, really nice. I really like it as well. So if you're looking for a vitamin C, I really do like that Societe Triple C. It's a very good one. Really nice texture. It like You know how some things just sit on the skin? It goes in straight away. So you can put like anything over the top of it. But yeah, what's on this episode today, Hannah? So on this episode, we're talking about not 
specifically insomnia, but more around sleep hygiene. And then we have an interview with a celebrity facialist. It's it's drop the fact that she's um, Megan Markle's facialist. Oh yeah, she's me- Megan Markle's facialist, and the product we didn't know we needed. Neither of us have filled it out. <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown's going well. <laughs> So, cringy combo today is centered around you, Hannah, because we were talking about sleep recently. Because I think that's one of the things people are really struggling with, especially here in Victoria. Yes, being locked down is issues with sleep. And you, are, and I know this about you that you've struggled with sleep a lot throughout your yes. life. And we thought yes. this would just be a good segment to talk about sleep hygiene, what you've dealt with, kind of along those lines of insomnia, but talking about what you do and the things that yeah. you've implemented to help you with sleep. Well, what I'll say is insomnia is the most common mental health complaint affecting up to 30% of adults. I didn't know that. Yeah. So my sleep psychologist gave me all of these, like they're from the Center for Clinical Interventions website. And so we'll We'll add those to the episode notes, but one of the sheets is insomnia and your thinking, and it's all around basically you have these negative thoughts and then you start to have bad sleep and then you start to have negative thoughts about sleep. Mm -hmm. It's just like a really vicious cycle, and I've been through it. So if you've been through that, I totally understand what's going on. But what I'll say is I wanted to get – I recorded Linda the other day because I wanted to – to give you an idea of like the peak of it, like yeah. how bad it got. So we'll just put that recording in right now. I would be asleep. You had keys to my place and I would be sound asleep. I'm a great sleeper. And you would appear at the end of my bed and shake me on the knee, mum, mum, mum. And I would jump up. Really, you could have killed me. It's lucky I'm here today. All right, so basically the sheet that I'm working off, which was the sheet given by my sleep psychologist, is the sleep hygiene sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have a link in the episode notes. And there's a, there's 15 tips on here. So I actually wanted to go through my the ones that I think are the best mm-hmm. for my personal experience. And then I've also got a strategy that you can use if you're going through a period of sleeplessness. Um, it works. Okay. Yeah, stay tuned. Looking forward to this, yeah. I know. All right. So the first one, bed is for sleeping and sex. Mm -hmm. And and second to that, only try to sleep when you're sleepy. So I stay on the couch until I'm tired and uh, and I'm about to fall asleep, even if that means you get I get four hours sleep. I don't care. I do not close my eyes and try until I'm ready to fall asleep. Is that so that you're not tossing and turning and trying to force yourself to go to sleep yep. when you're not ready? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I have stuck to this rule ever since I started seeing that sleep psychologist. Mm-hmm. If you stick to this rule, it will seriously, over time, it will really, really change your relationship with sleep and your bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think this is probably my number one tip and it's the easiest. Like just don't get into bed unless you're having sex or you're going <laughs> to fall asleep. So what happens is you don't start to form associations with your bed. Your bed becomes the place to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, if you want to have sex on the couch, you can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> if if you then you don't want to associate like sexy time with the bed. Anyway, that's probably a bit extreme. 
All <laughs> right. So next, if you can't go to sleep, if you're following step one, step two shouldn't actually be a problem. But sometimes you get into bed and you get sleepy and then you actually start to wake up. So if you can't go to sleep after 20 minutes, get up. Do not stay in your bed for hours. Get up. I have a shower in the dark because raising your body temperature causes you to feel sleepy when your body temp drops again. Oh, okay. Don't do anything stimulating. Don't have a coffee or something. Just yeah. get up lie on the couch, read a book. The next part of that is do not count how many hours sleep you're getting. Like, you know, if you're like, oh my God, now it's five hours, now it's four hours, now yeah. it's three hours. Oh, I've done that. I've tortured myself with that before. So I once went to sleep. I once went to work on no sleep, zero oh. hours. It is not worth it. So just say to yourself, and I do this all the time, I'll call in sick tomorrow if I get no sleep. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. My mental health is more important. Yeah. So, and also if you have that relationship with your manager and you've been open about it, you can also text them in the morning or whatever and say, hey, I didn't sleep last night. I'm going to start later today. Yeah. All right. So next one is, and, and I don't know if many people know this, but alcohol you think relaxes you, but what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. So Google alcohol and sleep and educate yourself because what you'll find is the more aware you are of how alcohol affects your sleep, the less likely that you'll want to do it, yep. particularly on a school night. So find what's practical for you. It's not it's not practical for everyone to go, oh, I'm never going to drink again because I want to sleep well. Yeah. Um, maybe just on Fridays and Saturdays and then you don't drink when you've got work so that you feel fresh during the week. So, And what about caffeine? Because I know that you drink a long black every morning, which yes. I just love smelling and I've actually missed that while we've been in lockdown because <laughs> I don't drink coffee, but I love the smell of coffee. And whenever you walk in with your long black, I'm like, oh, get into me. So caffeine, you have one in the morning, but do you – stop yourself from having one later. So I used to drink three coffees a day, one in the morning, one at lunch and one late afternoon. You've got to stop that vicious cycle. Mm. Try to break it. I never ever drink coffee after 1 p.m. now and most days I only have one coffee at 9 a.m. That will will really improve the way that you sleep because cafe, a long black is super strong. Yeah. So next, if you don't sleep the night before, try to stay up until the next night. Like, and this has happened to me is I won't sleep. I'll have like two hours sleep and I'll wait until the next night to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Try not to nap. And if you do nap, um, limit it to like 30 minutes. Yeah. Back in, like, this is bad sleep hygiene. I used to like not sleep and then I'd sleep until 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a cycle you can't end, is it? The last one is, look, they do have all of these healthy lifestyle things like exercising, eating well. Exercise is important, but I don't think it's the most important. The best tip is don't go to your bed until you're tired. Mm -hmm. All right. Now the strategy. If you're going through a period of sleeplessness, this is what I find works. So week one, you set yourself a schedule that you can only sleep from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. So progressively over a number of weeks, start to go to bed earlier. So week two, you might do one till seven and then week three you might do 12 till seven actually what happens is because you tell yourself you can't go to bed you actually all you want to do is go to sleep oh well, that's great reverse psychology then, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so the, what this will do will, it'll really tire you out so by the end of week one you'll just be so tired because what people with insomnia probably tend to do is they end up going they end up napping or they end up sleeping in or but you just cannot sleep in get up mm-hmm. at six go to bed at one. It's very like rigid and regimented, but it really, really works. 
And that's that's it. Like that's, that's as simple your, as it is. It's, <laughs> it sounded really straightforward. It is really straight. I was shocked. Yeah, no, it is. Those were really good tips, actually. And you know what we'll do on a future episode as well is um, talk about teeth grinding because that also relates back to sleep again. And I know so many mm. people who've gone through teeth grinding phases or are constant teeth grinders. And there's a lot of different things that you can do for it. I went through a phase of teeth grinding when I was in a really stressful job, Hannah. So I can relate to the sleep issue because I would wake up with the sorest jaw and a massive headache every morning. So yeah, can definitely relate to that. Yes. So I really hope that was helpful for anyone that is going through a period of sleeplessness because I really feel for you. It is horrible. For today's episode, we are speaking to someone pretty special. We have Nicola Joss, who is a celebrity facialist joining us. Welcome to the show, Nicola. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, we're very happy to have you here because you actually created a concept called the inner facial, which I'll be honest, I thought was going to be something completely different to what it actually is, that you've treated the faces of some really high profile clientele like Kate Moss, Scarlett Johansson, I think Meghan Markle as well, and Margot Robbie, can you explain to us exactly what the inner facial is? So my whole ethos is about massage and about making the the facial structure look better with massage, improving the skin, the texture, the tone and the contours as well of the skin, refining the pores, but also from years and years and years of doing massage, I realized that actually we needed to get to those internal muscles because with massage, you're removing tension and stress from the muscle tissue and also from the muscle memory. So you're improving the structure of the face and the contours of the face. You're removing tension and stress, which causes aging. When you hold tension and stress in your muscles, that also causes toxins to be held. So when we massage the muscle, we remove all that and we actually work with the the lymphatic system for drainage so it removes puffiness as well and sluggishness it resets the endocrine system and also it boosts the immune system which is super important especially even more so now with what we're going through so I then kind of donned gloves and thought hmm coming from a biology background and having all uh, done all that schooling I understand how the body works how easily the body works so I really managed to discover where the muscles are that had tension inside the mouth. So by using gloves and using just, you know, like one, my index finger and going in and very gently manipulating the muscle tissue, especially around the jawline and under the cheekbone, it kind of lifts the muscle internally and it removes that deepest point of tension and stress. So I played with like my sister and my mom and really good girlfriends to to, to figure this out. I mean, I... I spent a couple of years in Indonesia training with a massage therapist who was a healer and he used to do that to eradicate pain and depression from his clients that he worked with and he worked with predominantly clients that were struggling with terminal illnesses. So I kind of learned a little bit about what he was doing and then I redefined it and took it into beauty. I love that. I really could have used that the other night when I had my migraine, Joe, couldn't I? Yeah, you definitely could have. I always try to like massage myself, but it's never the same as getting like a massage, is it? Does the facial technique, cat? like do they know it's coming or does it catch clients by surprise? Like, And does it also like once they're getting the massage, does it take a little bit of time to get used to it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, they're great questions. Everyone asks 
risks that um, unless, of course, you've come for a facial. I never spring it on anyone. I mean, that would be insane, actually, because it's quite invasive, let's be honest. I mean, you don't really go for a facial and expect someone to be sticking their fingers in your mouth. It's Yeah, uh, people book in for that facial specifically because they can read about it. And it's kind of what I'm known for, I guess, in my industry. It's what I'm infamous for perhaps um so they know what's coming they book it in if they don't however um at the beginning of every single treatment with our clients and this goes for my team as well we sit down with our client and we go through a full consultation we really find out what it is that what they want to achieve what their concerns are what their goals are just that you know a regular consultation but also we do sit down and talk to them about the amount of massage that we do and why we do massage and how it helps with absorption of products and energy levels and you know refining and improving the skin and everything that I mentioned earlier and we do then say there is an aspect of the facial where we actually work from inside of the mouth now when you're working at that really close level very intimately you have to ask them for their permission so we ask them for their permission at the beginning then we also mention to them okay so it, it comes at near the end of the facial it's a very minimal part of the treatment but it's very mm-hmm. integral to what we're doing. So we then ask them for their permission again after we've kind of gone halfway through the facials just to make sure that they have an understanding and they're comfortable with what's going on. If I'm honest with you, most people are like, yeah, can we do it now? Can we just get in there and do the whole thing? Because a lot of my clients struggle with TMJ and you hold all your emotional stress and tension in your around your mouth area and along your jawline. So... I don't know anyone that doesn't struggle with emotional stress and tension anyway on a regular day. So um, pretty much everyone's in, they're up for it. I'm up for it. If I was based in the UK, I'd be, I'd be down for this treatment. (laughs) Maybe we'll get there next year. Speaking of that, are there any techniques that our listeners can actually try at home? Or is this like a do not recommend, like don't try this at home? No, you absolutely can. I mean, the thing is with my facial is you can do most of the the moves that I show you. I do a live Instagram TV every single night at 8 p.m. UK time. And I've done that every single night in lockdown, teaching my community globally how to do facial massage moves. I also offer an online virtual skincare consultation session and an online virtual massage class where I teach you one-to-one. So we'd be like in a Zoom class doing a one-to-one session. And I have really easy moves for the inside of the mouth that I teach my clients that definitely not the moves that I do in clinic because you have to be very specialized in what you're doing and every mouth is different and every muscle structure is different but there are two or three moves almost like generic moves that everyone can do that will help to ease the pressure inside the mouth and it lifts the the cheek as well it lifts that cheekbone area and softens the jawline so yeah there's definitely some moves I can teach you guys so is that good for teeth grinders then people who get really like quite sore through the jaw absolutely it's phenomenal for that also for people that have um that struggle with very heavy headaches or migraines it helps to eradicate Mm. that and, and definitely 
definitely sometimes remove it, but definitely make the, the symptoms far less. Sounds like that's up your alley, Hannah. It's the easiest thing to do. Once you understand what you're doing inside the mouth, and as I said, it's very simple. I don't, I would never teach you kind of difficult moves to do and something you'd be very comfortable with. And it's just using your thumb. Obviously you're wearing surgical gloves so that everything is clean and you're using your thumb and you're basically putting your thumb on the inside inside your mouth, using your index finger on your cheek on the outside to guide the movement. And you're just going around the full contour mm. of, of the cheek, if you like, starting from, you know, the lip mm -hmm. area and working all the way along the jaw up, up to underneath the cheekbone at the back and then following through all the way to the nose. So it's, it's like a big curve, a C shape, and mm. it's a really easy move to do. And then the other one you would do is just like kind of massage the masseter, the cheek muscle, give it big circular massages from the inside. And the, the, the release of tension is quite phenomenal. So we get a lot of questions about this. Do you have any thoughts on uh, skincare tools like gua sha's, jade rollers and microcurrent devices? Uh, I love gua sha. I think they're phenomenal. We also use those in our teachings. Uh, jade roller, I think I've been using for about 25 years. So these are two are really great to help again define the contours and remove any stress and tension and give you a sense of calming also the stone tools are cold so the coolness can help reduce any redness and again just give a sense of calmness to the skin they're great I mean if you're going to use a gua sha you would use the rose quartz in the morning because rose connects to your heart and opens up your energy so would get your body ready for the day and if you have the jade ones so a jade roller or the jade gua sha that's something you use in the evening because jade pulls your energy back into your heart so closes your system down mm. you don't want to have your system open and awake while you're trying to get to sleep so those are the two things I would say with regards to gua sha stones oh, that's so my vibe isn't so it, your Hannah? vibe I love my crystals, crystals. yes <laughs> I wanted to ask you about facial exercises because we've spoken about massage but I've seen you do videos of you know like the vowel enunciation and stuff like that what's the benefit of doing that kind of facial exercise between treatments like facial massage okay so yeah, actually, um, the vowel exercise is a really interesting exercise because it was taught to me by an actor. When you're using um, vowels to do exercises, it uses every muscle from the cheek, the upper cheekbone to right down to the breastbone. So right down the neck area and the, the, the clavicle. Um, and what I always say to my clients is look in the mirror have a relaxed face, have your eyes open, and then over-exaggerate and almost sing the vowels um, will really help to tone and, and remove any tension. But also that helps with the lymphatic system around the neck area. So you're draining puffiness as well. So yeah, that's that's it's a really important one. And also it, it wakens you up. So it's a nice morning thing to do. Very nice. And I've noticed you love a facial oil. And I think a lot of people are a little bit scared of facial oils. Are there any skin types that can't use them facial oils nowadays again are so well developed and so beautifully blended with really high grade ingredients that you can use a facial oil on acneic skin all the way through to very dry dehydrated mature skin or you know weather beaten skin it's about looking at the ingredients in the blend so you would focus on an oil for your skin type if you're not sure of your skin type that's when you would go and take professional advice but for instance 
A facial oil with Ylang Lang in it is really good for sensitive acneic skins. So even those that have acne that's disruptive on the skin, you can have an element of massage with an oil there. I may use a massage balm or an oil serum mix for an oilier skin so that you're not putting a dense amount of oil onto the topical parts of the skin, but it will definitely help. And when you have congested skin or breakouts, it actually helps even more because what you're doing is you're stimulating the blood circulation. So you're actually moving everything and you're encouraging the lymphs to really drain any congestion or toxins. So there are all different types of oils for each skin type and skin tone. So that's really important to know. And I think it's just about being very cautious and careful and perhaps choosing a brand that specialize in using the right ingredients for for different skin types you know like Declure are phenomenal at, at using facial oils and different types of ingredients for all skin type Oskia is another brand Medicaid Herbivore there there are many many brands now that do that properly and of course we have to ask what does a celebrity facialist use on her own skin do you have any favorite products or ingredients that you can share with us yeah I mean I use I do switch it up a lot because there are a few different brands I like that have different offerings for my skin I mean I always use a facial oil or facial balm and I tend to gravitate towards Declure for their massage balms because I love the texture textures and the ingredients are so high grading. I also really, really love the brand Augustina's Bader and I use the rich cream from there. Now, when I'm using that brand, I tend to just use it in the morning on very clean skin because it doesn't work with other skincare products. Tata Harper, I'm a huge fan of. I love Lumity because I take their supplements, but again, I use their nutrient oils. So I use that brand. I'm also a huge fan of the South African brand S. I don't know if you guys are aware of this brand. No, I haven't heard of that one, but I love that you're just pulling things off your shelf as you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I like this one too. <laughs> yeah, I have them all there. It's easy. So I actually come to my office now to do my skin here in the morning it's just my new lockdown routine and I kind of like that everything's on my shelves. S is a South African brand that I discovered over a year ago and they're packed full of probiotics and prebiotics now as I'm an advocate of probiotic to take for your internal system anyway I'm a huge fan of believing that you create your beauty from within so if your gut is healthy and you're eating correct foods and you're taking the right supplements inevitably you're going to grow better skin so your future skin is going to benefit. S are a huge believer with regards to the microbiome of the skin and I'm all about the microbiome so when I discovered this brand I used it on myself for about I don't know maybe two or three months and then I started giving it to like my special people that I know give me the right return on feedback and I now incorporate it into my clinic and also into my consultations that I do online. It's phenomenal. They're all about getting this, rewilding the skin and getting them healthy. So that's a big brand for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you've given us a lot to think about. <laughs> I'm going to go and Google quite a few of those things now. I'm dying to try Augustinus Beta because we don't really have access to it here in Australia. So I am very, very keen to try that because I've heard amazing things. So if you say I need to try it, 
I'm going to try and get it overseas. Well, I think the funny thing is, is my um, global clients, because I have a lot of global clients, but because I'm doing my online skincare, I can get products to you because we source everything and send them in a box. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we know to hit you up then. (laughs) Stay on the call. We'll arrange this later. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today, Nicola. It's been great to chat to you. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. It always goes so quickly and I always enjoy Mm -hmm. these type of things. So it's been a pleasure and I hope I answered all your questions. Absolutely. You definitely did. Thanks. Product we didn't know we needed, Hannah. You've got a story for us. Oh, it's not really a story. It's we started stocking Mark Jacobs Daisy and it gave me so many memories because when I was Same. Yeah, because I used to wear this, like this was my signature fragrance, like throughout my twenties. I never had it, but I had a best friend that wore it. It's such a beautiful floral mm. Everyone knows what Daisy smells like. Literally everybody. But what I love <laughs> is the reason I probably don't wear it anymore is because it's um I'm reading the um product description youthful optimism meets the pure joy of springtime and I'm like well I'm no longer youthful or optimistic (laughs) so no wonder I stopped wearing it it is like such a fresh young fragrance I think it's such a perfect fragrance I just remember always wearing this and my mum would always bring Daisy back duty free because it was like my Mm. signature scent yeah I think it's a classic and she also brought me the rollerball so I basically I had all the rollerballs I had the daisy the original and then I also had the daisy love Mm -hmm. I had like four different daisies it just so reminds me of my youth and it reminds me of being young and fun and flirty my youth fragrance was Calvin Klein into you I don't even know if they sell Ah. that anymore it's in like a white bottle and it twists open and what's the scent I can't even remember what it smells like to be honest with you that was my um teenage years perfume and I loved it. Nice. Can't remember what it smelled like, but I'm sure if I smelled it in the street, I'd be like, that used to be my scent. Yeah. Well, anytime I smell this, it's like this, that's the scent of my youth. Yeah. So it's really funny now that my youth was all about like, you know, floral and fun and, and youthful optimism. And now I'm wearing, Juliet has a gun super dose, which is like, you read this mm. super clean, super, super pure, super unique. But you're also into like leathery, like masculine candles as well. So that says a lot about you. (laughs) Anyway, I got this product. I actually went and drove to Megan's house in our team and picked this up from her before stage four. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to try it in my hair to see if I could make it work for me. So as everybody knows, I've got really fine flat hair, but I've got a lot of hair. And I find that whenever I have a blow wave like in a salon it looks really really good doesn't last very long but I love the look of it because I don't like to wear my hair dead straight so I got the hot tools black gold volumizer it is a like a hot brush I don't know if everyone has seen those hot brushes it's just like a round brush and then it blows heat out so you can dry and style your hair at the same time so I was like is this going to be really hard to use it is a little bit like difficult to maneuver at the start because you don't really know what you're doing and it's pretty bulky but it gives your hair, I don't know how to blow wave my own hair. It's very challenging. Like I shout out to anybody who can blow wave their own hair because that is quite a challenge to use a hairdryer and a round brush at the same time. Like I don't know how people do that. I see Sophia do it all the time. Mm. I'm like, how do you do that in your hair? 
I'd tried this Hot Tools black gold volumizer and I'd seen this picture of Sophia Ritchie on her Instagram and I was like, oh, I really want to recreate that. It's like where she's got the ends of her hair tucked under like towards mm-hmm. her chin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to do that on my hair and it actually worked and it looked really good. And so now I really like this volumizer. I don't do it on my hair from wet. I kind of 80% dry my hair and then I use that to kind of give it a bit more body instead of it being dead straight and flat. Um, and it definitely does give fine hair a bit more volume and just movement. If you don't like wearing your hair dead straight and you just want a little bit of body through it, it's perfect for that. And yeah, I just I found I really liked it. I've kind of found a new heat nice. tool that I can use instead of a straightener. So that's mine. Before I forget, oh my God, the new bachelor is my type to a T. Oh, why didn't you apply? You know, my mum said to me the other day, she goes, why didn't you go on the bachelor? I was like, um, oh, I know. Sorry? I'm so annoyed. Like I of all the seasons to apply for. Yeah. Because like you wish you'd applied for what? Maddie J season? Yeah. Yeah. And so I wish, oh. Oh, Lockie Gilbert, what a spunk. He's Who so is my, he? Where's he from? Doesn't he look like my type though? Like, Yeah, he does. Of all, sure. of, of all of the bachelors, I am like so upset. I, I, maybe I can go on as like, because they've stopped filming. An intruder. Can I go on as an intruder? Maybe. I think it's about to air, but uh, it might be a bit late. You could email them. Uh, can the producers of The Bachelor please contact us as soon as possible? My email is. <laughs> um, because you never have any bachelors that I like and um, this guy is really yeah. spunky. Yeah, I think he is your type. I'm pretty sure he's from Survivor. Yeah, no, he is from Survivor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a photo of him on Survivor uh, looking very rugged and masculine. <laughs> Mm, definitely a t- he'd be into moving to Thailand for sure for sure like for sure we could like move to like a desert island and he would like you know hunt and yeah cook. love that for you <laughs> anyway um see you next time everyone bye thanks everyone for joining us today Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. 